Hi folks, welcome to Deceptively Clever, a history podcast that is casual about the truth. I'm Justin, John's on the line, and guess what? We have a guest. Audience meet Jack, Jack meet audience. Jack, is this your first appearance on a podcast? Um, I, let's go with yes. <laughs> let's just pretend that, that last week never happened and go with yes. This is day one. Yeah. Yeah, this is day one. This uh, never happened there. before. Uh, hello, Justin. We've definitely never met before. No, it's nice to hear your voice. I've only heard you mentioned in name and something we... like an hour of wonderful conversation that happened in my imagination last week. Yeah, let's just uh... skip over the fact that we uh, accidentally recorded a whole episode and then lost it. So, uh, welcome, Jack, to the podcast. Hello. Yeah, um, I as I've already been telling you guys before uh, this started, I, I'm now taking no chances. I have many, many different recording things <laughs> in this. I, all I can see in front of me is like recording lines where it takes all of the, it's basically all I can see. So um, if one of these doesn't work, I'll be genuinely, uh, genuinely upset. But there we go. The um, National Tele- Telecommunications Department will ring up and say, Jack, you need to just calm down. You're using too much bandwidth and too much cpu power with all of this recording they'll, they'll, um, you need they'll, to tone it down they'll ring up which will interrupt the recording oh. <laughs> sorry we've had to stop your internet they'll we were worried that you were broadcasting some sort of like <laughs> dodgy stuff out there um we're gonna have to stop it i wonder if that's why my internet mm. keeps dropping it's because you're you're Is using all I'm using Edinburgh's internet I, i'm using none of Edinburgh's <laughs> internet at the moment because this is not how recording works i don't think yeah, that's true. Yeah. Are you are you two in the same place now? No. We just make... No. No, we're not. Just in the same city. You're just in the same city. Um, just in the same city. Okay, beautiful. I was never going to not mention that last week failed for no reason other than I got a point, and though it won't show on the official scorecard, I just feel the need to tell people. Um, I mean, that my it's a lie. Forever okay. Fail to represent the actual number of victories, outright sheer victories that I've had. I mean, in this. So you, you've won, you won the mo- you won the moral victory. No. Then is that, is that basically <laughs> what you're saying? I, I think now that I'm gloating about it, I'm losing the moral high ground. But yeah. um, proof, I've never cared quite as much about that as the scorecard. So that's fine. What are we um, What are we drinking today? In the morning Ooh. of being, uh, I was nearly said England. Jesus, they'll come out with pitchforks in the morning of Great Britain. This is a drinks podcast. So I um, I'm, I'm not drinking anything. I've actually got a pro- I've got a proper breakfast today. Nothing. Um, unfortunately, the saga of the wait- the horrible Weetabix is lost forever. But um, I'm eating it. I've gone full like taking this seriously today. I've got a proper breakfast of porridge oats to go with my many computer screens. Sustenance. I think the tale of the soggy Weetabix <laughs> will weave itself gradually but very thoroughly into <laughs> the fabric that is to become the deceptively clever tapestry. Well, I'm genuinely scarred by it, so um, I'm going to bring it up at least six times because the horror of it still sort of lurks in the back of my mind. I've actually run out of Weetabix and not bought any more just because I thought I can't face that again. Just what if I run out of milk? Can't be in the house with them. No. You've established a new level of diligence. Like, you already seem like a pretty diligent person, but now, never again will you compromise on breakfast. Well, it is the most important. It is the most important, as they say. Um, I generally don't eat yes. it when I, especially okay. if I'm not at work. So this is this is like work to me. Apparently, I've gone for the same level of like taking this seriously. I, I would just say we do not have the budget for that. 
Um, we we must. Uh, and then John has lied to me. John told me I would get paid in sort of three figure sums for this, um, and I I have it. <laughs> That's excellent. John can pay you in pounds. Um, okay, excellent. I'll. Uh... I told you just. Re- I just told you to refer me to your agent, and you couldn't do that. So, sorry, Jack. Well, I. I'll just, I'll, I have an agent, so joke's on you. I'll be your agent. <laughs> that seems like a conflict. <laughs> it's like conflict. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can also pretend that you now do not know how Deceptively Clever works and provide for you and the audience that you are going to introduce an object, as far as I know, which will have two true statements, one complete lie. John and I are going to try and guess... Both of us are going to try and guess which one is the lie. First person to lock in a statement gets to keep that statement. The other person has to choose a remaining one. If either one of us get it right, we get a point. If not, you get a point. Tally all the guess points up. Sound good? Yeah. Sounds like uh, so. Yeah. The, lo- the locking in was uh, was key to the um, point in the lock. It's not just, it's about speed now as well. And whether that whether that point was for me or Justin, we'll, we'll never know. So you're not going to try locking in one before I start again then, John? No, that, that, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about that and I even got that wrong, didn't I? There was no... I lo- no, you point. were correct. You said I would have gone for two. No, what two was, was the lie? Oh, one was it, was it? So you, yeah. were, you were wrong anyway. Yeah. Okay. But you didn't lock it in. You were very careful to not say the words locked or in next to each other. Unless maybe I go for statement two this time. I love the amount of ways you will think about getting a point in this game other than actually just thinking about which one is a lie. <laughs> other than getting a point. Yeah. <laughs> I try and out-logic everything in there. That just makes me lose points. Well, not gain points. I feel good about this for you today, John. I really do. Yeah, so do I. I feel good. Right. Um, the object I've gone for is the Magnavox Odyssey, which is the first ever home video console um, from 1972. Um, and if you'd like a picture of it, if you type into your search engine of choice, uh, Magnavox Odyssey, so it's M-A-G-N-A-V-O-X Odyssey, spelled like the Odyssey. Um, it's not very interesting to look at. You have come prepared today. I have come prepared today. I could hear the G word coming and then you were just like, no, no, no. I know how this works. No, no, no. I know how I've learned from my mistakes of last time. Um, that's a cool, that's a cool looking thing. It's kind of like... funky, isn't it? It's very 70s. It's like, it is very 70s. Um... Yeah, Soviet era vibe with the brown and. Well, it's interesting you mentioned brown, Justin, because originally it was called the brown box. Um, it was the brown box. That brown okay. box was like its um, name in during <laughs> production. So before it was sort of released to the public, it was called the brown box. Um, There's like what looks like packaging in the second picture, where this box with Odyssey written all over it. Very cool. It's basically I'll just describe it: white rectangle with like a raised smaller black rectangle and then brown around the edge it's like the only really way you can describe it <laughs> yeah well it's basically like if you got a um games console and went it's the 70s I and mean, it's exactly what you'd expect <laughs> to be honest that's very true um all right i've got a little bit of sort of background information about this um so it's it's quite cool actually who designed it so it was designed by a man called ralph bear who who was a great name? Yeah, well, he was he was a German who escaped the Nazis. He was escaped Germany like two weeks or months before like one of the big like purges, uh, and he escaped to America, got his um, engineering degree, 
and then worked in like defense stuff. So he, he worked in like um, the Ministry of Defense um, or whatever the American version of that's called. Um, but basically completely set, so it wasn't like the prototype was originally anything to do with the military. He just decided in about 1966 that he wanted to play games on a TV because before this like um, <laughs> arcade games had existed, but he was like, yeah, I want to play this at home. Um, and basically spent two years working, working on a prototype um, and then it was patented, it was the brown box and then it was patented to the Odyssey and then it was bought by Magnavox, who was like a games company. Um, and yeah, it was the first real video games um, console that was sold to, to people at home. Um, it sold, it sold, it, everything I read said it sold very poorly, but also said that it sold 350,000 <laughs> units, which seems like quite a lot for me, especially in 1973 or two. So I'm, I wonder how expensive it was. I can tell you exactly how expensive it was. Oh, thank you. It was uh, $99.95, which is equivalent to around $611 in, 19, in 2019. Oh. Um, it's pretty pricey, though. It is, but it was, it was, if you bought it with a television, they took it down to $50. But it's still quite a lot of money. It's still, it's not cheap. But then it, it sort of equates to sort of buying a console these days. Um, but it, it wasn't really a success. It, it, the video games didn't really take over. Um, it predated Pong, which was like really popular, by about three months. Um, and then basically, oh. video games weren't really a sort of success until the release of the Atari to twenty six hundred. Um, which was released in 1977, but became like a big industry and re like renamed the um, Atari games console in 1983. So that's when like video games became really, really big. So you've sort of got this like 10 year gap when sort of people were kind of into it, but not really. Um, by I suppose you do always think of Pong, don't you, as like the earliest thing, but... It's wrong. Well, three I, months earlier. Well, it well it, it was yeah it was the Odyssey had table tennis which was then like taken and then redesigned as Pong and there were loads of lawsuits about it but um, that was is that the only is that the only thing you could play on it was table tennis. Sorry, was that the only thing I could what? Is that the only thing you could play on it? Oh no no no! I have a whole list of games. In fact, actually, that kind of comes in later because one of the the statements is about the games you could play on it. But I have like a whole list of, of games you could. There were twenty six games and eleven cartridges you could get for it. Oh, so nice. it has like a proper you know proper games and everything. Um, yeah, and basically they're ready now. Yeah, um, it it yeah it was it was unpopular, but it was the first. Um, and then. <laughs> uh, I think that's about all of the. Uh, I've got a load of stuff about sort of the video game industry in general, but we'll. I feel like we'll get onto that. Yeah. Um, That'll go through. Yeah. We'll work it. Um, and then I've got some statements as well, if you're ready. Sure. I'm ready. Do the statements cover the function of the controller? Because if not, I just want to comment that that is a weird-looking thing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the little little side white box. Yeah, because the uh, the Odyssey Two mm. looks like a joystick. That the the Odyssey one, yeah, yeah. So it, it's not really covered. It has knobs. It, it has. It does. It basically wasn't very complicated. Is is the sort of long and short of that? Um, it was. It wasn't very many pixels, so you could kind of go up and down and left and right. So it had like knobs for that, and that was about it. 
Um, it didn't even have right. a scoring system built into it. You yeah. had to make a note of the score on a pen and paper externally to the game. Like, you had to make your own scores. That's how basic this was. <laughs> As a notebook enthusiast, I don't mind that. As a person who's interested in game design, that seems terrible. Yeah. Um, again, it didn't really take off. <laughs> so If there's nothing that came before, nobody's going to go, well, hang on a second. I expect this to keep the score. Like, a tennis court mm. doesn't keep the score for you. You have to do that between well, two tennis players. Interestingly, oh. this um. was marketed as a video game system and wasn't very popular, but the Atari 2600 was marketed as a toy, and it was really popular. So they stopped that, like, there was no... There, there was, there was no... what they were getting into. Pretty much, well, there was no term. Video game didn't exist. It was described... Okay, this is quite a good one. It was described, the new electronic game of the future, a closed-circuit electronic playground. Oh, why? How did that not sell? I know. Amazing. Well, it did. It's, uh, this is what I don't understand. It sold 350,000 uh, units, which seems like a lot, but yeah, apparently. It how was... much did the Atari sell? The Atari, oh, mil- like the Atari. Um, I think it was like two billion in its first year dollars it made. Like the Atari was popular. Um, well, there you go. That's a good comparison. Yeah, no. Three hundred fifty thousand is really. Yeah, well, the the Atari was yeah the Atari was really popular. Um, and then it all crashed in 1983. The whole video games industry crashed and was saved by uh, Mario and Nintendo uh, in the in 1985, or pretty much. Um, that's a good fact. Yes, I have. Well, I have a lot of information about that's like that's the the real bit that I got really into was the video game crash. <laughs> it's really interesting, but um, I won't go into it too much. But um, <laughs> right, I've got some facts for you, and then um, we can have a think. So the first fact. Um, is that the console, um, basically it came with an array of, in real life, I actually wrote IRL because, you know, gamer speak. Um, gaming accessories such as dice, decks of cards, play money and poker chips. Um, so I thought you might like to know the list of games that were available for the, um, the Odyssey. So you can kind of think about what you'd need for these um i'm just going to rattle some off um yeah so you can you can try and keep you know make a note of them if you like so table tennis <laughs> as i already said so that was basically pong ski um which is more exciting than it sounds it was basically a dot and it was some lines that you had to dodge uh, uh simon <laughs> like a slalom yeah basically yeah so simon says which is is exactly what i is exactly what it sounds like it's just simon says uh, you just have to touch body parts when text comes up on the uh, thing, um, on the screen. So not even anything on the screen, you have to touch your own body parts? Yeah, you have to touch your own body parts. <laughs> Is this a game console? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and uh, who's su- I mean, I'm surprised that it wasn't so popular. I'm surprised that we're mm. not still playing, Simon says. Um, uh, tennis, which I don't understand what is different from Pong, but is basically Pong. Um... Analogic, a math game. Hockey, um, which is, again, basically Pong. Um, <laughs> football, um, which had actually had passing. Uh, cat, cat and Mouse, Haunted House, uh, detective game, submarine shooting game. Uh, roulette, States, um, which was basically a trivia game about the United States. Fun Zoo, a racing game. Baseball, Invasion which is 
I'm just going to rattle through the rest of these because there's actually quite a lot I've realised. Uh, wipeout, <laughs> volleyball, soccer, handball, prehistoric safari, dogfight, shootout, shooting gallery, perceps, which was a racing game for some reason, brainwave, strategy game, win, uh, that's a dot filling game, basketball, and interplanetary voyage, which is the only one that actually sounds like it should be a game. Um, Some sound a lot more complicated than others. Like, I'm assuming all the sports ones were fairly similar. Or, like, Haunted House and what was the detective one? I think the... I, I imagine text adventure was probably easier than oh, yeah, actual graphic course, yeah. motion. But I feel like the, the gameplay team might have been about 20 years ahead of the software and hardware the gameplay team is probably referring to one man as well ralph himself well, well <laughs> i'd like also like i mean we're only a few years away from like mario and donkey kong like full you know advent like stuff it's not it, and also like arcades existed so games that were more like complicated than this did exist um oh. so it was right, the fact okay. that you took it to home which was different um like you know we aren't very you know mario and you know full you know, not 3D, but there's 2D. All the 2D scrollers aren't. You know, they're still like, they exist on on. They exist. It's just this is what you could get at home, basically, and um, which is all. Do you know when the first arcade game was then? 1950s. I don't know exactly. Um, 1950s. But it was. Wow. Uh, this uh, this this might be me talking just rubbish. Um, but I'm pre- you know I'm pretty sure it was it was a <laughs> lot because arcades and stuff were you know. They got real big in sort of the 70s and 80s, but, uh, you know, things like this had kind of yeah. existed in big, as big units uh, before. Good yeah, I got really into this. I, I was going to pick a really serious, like, Viking historical, <laughs> exactly. and I was like, oh, what's the first video game console? Because I always thought it was the Atari, but it's not. Um, so that's a list So that's a list of all the games, and like I said, yeah, you've got, a, some, you've got dice and decks of cards and play money and poker chips with it, so that's the first statement. Um, oh, that was statement one? Oh, all right. Okay, so the statement is that you got the accessory Same items one. that allowed you to yeah. play yeah. Um, other things. Although, yes. Um, so, statement number two. Um, I feel like both the first statements are sort of just testifying to how old and sort of rubbishy uh, this was. So, um, <laughs> so it didn't have sound or colour or scoring. But you could each game you could buy a uh, basically like a, a color overlay that you like stuck to your TV that would have colors like instead of the screen. Um, so it basically, it would it would fill in like the gaps for you, um, and you could have color if you stuck <laughs> this thing to the front of your TV. Um, that was last nice work around. Yeah, no, just stick something to it. Um, so that was that was how uh, color was uh, kind of stuck onto it. Um, I don't have a lot of information about this one because it is just a fairly simple. It it didn't have any color, so you could add color. Um, yeah. But you know, like I said, that sort of very quickly they got past that. So like in 1983, Donkey Kong was released, and that was you know full singing, full dancing, color scores. Um, you know things that you don't think about. You know, it works. Color scores, sound, we're all part of it. Um, so that's statement number two. Um, and then statement number three um, is that the console, although it was big in America, or was sold in America, uh, was banned in Korea due to the corruption of Western ideals. 
So, yeah, Ooh. I've got some nice facts about this. So, under the National Security Act of 1949, which read, and I've got a quote, to secure this, um, for the security of the new state and from any and all threats to the subsistence and freedom of nationals by regulating all activity deemed to compromise the safety of state. Um, so that was the Security Act of 1949, basically after the end of the war and when they divided. So this is South Korea, by the way, not North Korea. Um, they basically went, just in case we don't want any like foreign um, ideas coming over to our country. Um, basically to stop anything that would cause like the rebellion of the fragile state that had just been created. Um, and that basically lasted up until uh, 2004, um, where they started letting more um, sort of cultural things come into the country. And then in 2009, this is what I found out while looking this up, it's not related at all, but it's quite cool. Um, so they allowed more um, sort of other cultures into their society. And since 2009, the USA have conducted joint exercises for the Air Force under the name of Max Thunder, which I thought was excellent. Uh, so <laughs> that is, is that a it sounds like video? it, doesn't it? Let's say that that's the link. I, that's, that's, the, that's, that, let's say that that's the, <laughs> so those are my three statements. Um, I really was. Very good. I feel like you were excited to tell us all this information. I'm kind of amazed. Um, I was as well. Yes, as you should have been. I'm amazed I'd never heard of this. Well, um, or, uh, what the guy who made it, um, Bear, Ralph Bear, is like cited. He wasn't like forgotten. He is cited as like the father of all video games. But yeah, someone I've played like I've played quite a lot of video games in my time, and to find out that this whole thing existed that I didn't know about is, you know, it's quite surprising, really. So you did, you had no idea either. No, I had no idea. I just googled the first video game console, and the Odyssey came up, and I sort of went from there, really. Nice. <laughs> So what were the, what were all the accessories you could get? Statement one. So um, you could get more than just these accessories. These were just the like in real life accessories. So uh, it also came with um, like fake guns and things like that, you know, like arcade style um, accessories. But it also came with uh, accessories such as dice, decks of cards, play money and poker chips. Um, are the... So none of these would like have any effect on a console these were just to go alongside it um well the idea the idea was that you you could play it with you'd use it in the games um yeah how would a game where you're interacting both with this machine and a deck of cards work like what what's <laughs> um, the machine doing i don't to be honest i'm not entirely sure uh, from what i can gather it was like it would give you prompts and then you it would almost like tell you how to play a game so you'd basically just be playing this normal game with these cards and stuff and the, the, the TV would sort of just be telling you how to play and how to do stuff. So it's probably, uh, it, was, it was for idiots who just didn't understand how to, how to play. This was just like an instruction manual that told so, you so how the, to do it, basically. The, Ma the Magnavox was a grandparent. <laughs> it pretty much going, yeah. no, 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 that's not yeah. how you do it. You, you've, play, play your queen, come on. I guess like roulette makes sense if the, if the thing was spinning. Like, it would not be hard to program in a random number generator, I'm guessing, even at that point. Yeah, um, I suppose um, you could also, if it had, like, dice, it might prompt you to, like, if you rolled an even number, choose this. If you rolled an odd number, choose this. those games, I don't know about the dice. Yeah, I, I would have been quite interested to see, I will be, when I go and look at it, I will be quite interested to see how that form of 
gameplay works unless it's unless of course like, I'm unless I'm lying through my teeth unless this one's a lie yes um, yes well roulette was yeah roulette was a game mm. um, so you'd spin that um, but other than that most of the games were like sports games um, which was a case of just punting a dot around a yep. screen um, which you know like you already noticed on the on the console that was about all you could do you could go about up and down and that was about it and they might have figured out that like um, poker chips dice and cards cost 87 cents combined but if a father had to walk into a shop and pay 99 dollars he's like what all i get is this white box and these other two smaller white boxes and they're like no 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 free dice cards poker chips <laughs> included and he goes oh yeah fair enough it's a home casino <laughs> home casino yeah <laughs> yeah well, the the actual box, so the actual the actual um, console itself, they valued about selling for twenty five dollars, but it was all the extra stuff that drove the price up. So it was all of the um, like the, the the toy the toy guns and the um, yeah the rifle game. That was the thing that really did it. Could um, you could you buy it with? Out all the extras, or did you have? No, it, it came. Like, it came as like it came as like a package. Um, and then it got bought by, um, just it got bought by a big. I can't remember. I think it, maybe it was Magnavox that bought it. Yeah. So they started. Yes. Yeah, so they started selling it originally, and then Magnavox bought it. So Magnavox sell televisions, um, and oh. to push their television sales, they like bundled it up. So that and then it sort of de- it made it so more affordable. But you had to buy a television at the the, the same time. Um, and this was like as color televisions were sort of really kicking off, um, so they were just trying to like push their sales, um, which could be part of the reason they managed to sell thirty, you know, three hundred fifty thousand, and it not be a success, as it all just ran with the the uh, TVs as well. And it does seem a bit daft that you have to buy all this crap. That <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's not stopped. Remember when? Do you remember when the was it the PlayStation three came out or one of them? You had to buy like a load of extra stuff as well with it and it was like a big fuss you have to buy like the you know the weird movement um like camera thing oh yeah it's supposed to connect yeah all that um so it's not something that the the, the, uh video games community or industry has shied away from but now well now they make you pay for the extra stuff a little bit yeah that's true that's true all the extra stuff is just cooler (laughs) it's not just a pack of cards well in 1972 (laughs) you know this was probably like the height of cool this this was home entertainment (laughs) This was so meant. I mean, this video games didn't. The term didn't even exist. Um, although, like I say, it really so, didn't take off. Um, I'm just. Re- I'm really so, looking for a chance to dive in with all of my information about the video game crash, but it has yet to happen. So, I'll hold. Yeah, we're, we're not going to. We're not going to give yeah. it to you. Um, Sorry, John. I can just. I'll just find though. you in real life and just tell you about it. Yeah. John's like, this is this is my show. I'll tell you when you're allowed to go on a deep dive. <laughs> yeah. We can sit around and talk about oat milk and cow juice all day, but you, you can't talk about something tangentially yeah, related to the topic. No, sir. That's fine. You got to talk about history on this podcast. I will. I'll. I'll stay stum then. I'll just keep quiet. I think we can do it in the next one. Once we deal with two, we can then <laughs> ask a question like, so. What what happened in the video game industry in the preceding five to yeah. ten years, Jack? And then you can and I'll, I'll go well, Justin, and then I'll tell you all about it, and it won't seem forced at all. No, no, it'll be none the wiser. <laughs> I didn't think we do that. will seem forced. <laughs> I was about to make a TikTok reference, and then I was like, mm, it's probably not the audience for TikTok references. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I... So unless it's, you, unless it's sea shanties, are you happy with statement one? Uh, 
in the level of information you now have, John. Yes, I am. Okay. The, the guns were just toy guns, though. Yeah, they, I, I'm, I I'm, as far as I'm aware, they didn't really do anything. It was just to add to sort of the general, just the general ambiance of it, um, of um, the uh, of the, the console. I'm happy with statement one. Okay, statement two. So, um, I, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. There was a coloured thing that made the gameplay seem a little bit more tangibly the thing that it was imitating. Yes. But how how did they stick on? Was it just like that um, staticky, flimsy plastic that goes on screens? That makes way I... more sense. I've spent this whole thing going, wow, they probably stuck it on with like tape or something. Um, but that makes well, that more would sense. Also, would have, yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking of it. I, I think I've had to deal with like peeling them off. Yeah. Windows and stuff before. I um, yeah I. Okay. Um, something like that. It would either, yeah. Um, I'm prob- I, that makes more sense to just like stick them on like that and stick it to the static. Uh, but basically, um, yeah. So you would. It was like more. This the whole thing feels like a little bit of a scam. You you what you go to buy like a console and you get all this other extra stuff. This is very much like the case of now though. You have to buy this extra. So you buy, bought the game and then the extra thing you'd have to buy color yeah. for the game. Because they were like, oh, well, John, Johnny down the street has his baseball be green and, and ours is just black and white. Exactly. Okay. Consumerism at its finest. Um, <laughs> I think it would be especially a kick in the teeth when you went, we've just spent all this money on this fancy new colour TV and, and now we have to buy some colour for our TV. So there were colour TVs then. It's just that it was the console that didn't yeah, have... Yeah, yeah, colour TV, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what a- I think Color TV had been around in Australia for yeah, 20 I mean, years. Yeah, I mean, Color TV was... Awesome. called... Yeah, where was yeah. it? And like... When was it? Well, I suppose. I mean, it was invented quite a lot before that, but the 70s, sort of the late 60s and 70s were where it really, like, became affordable. Okay. I feel like Australia brought it out for the 56 Olympics. There was... And that might have been just like a one I know that the and... boom in television sales in the UK, not Color Television, this is just... It was, was at the coronation... So when our yeah, queen was... was coronated, everyone oh, went about yeah, and bought yeah. a TV. Yeah. Or like, and but I don't know. Is that fifty-three? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, people had televisions, and color televisions were a thing, and um, arcade games had color. Uh, and like I said, you know, we're not that far from sort of Donkey Kong and Mario, the very bright Nintendo colors. So yeah, this is but the Magnavox did. The Mag- yeah, the, the Magnavox Odyssey was just like. <laughs> Nah, you know. Once again, I don't understand why this didn't take off. <laughs> Just looking at it, it feels like they really went with the idea of a marketing strategy and building profit margin in, and didn't execute on anything that was particularly remarkable. And uh, consumers went, "No, thank you," because I didn't. If they, if you have arcade games, there is a level mm. of expectation. It's not like you're coming into completely nothing. Um, well, it's. It's interesting you should say that, Justin, because that links into the history of video games. Um, so that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot I was doing that. Excellent. Tell, tell me more. What, what happened so, um, in the next few years? So, so that, I, I'm genuinely pleased because that did link in. Um, so the expectation is like a really important thing. So um, the, the, there was this expectation. Well, there, was, there wasn't really, to begin with at this point, there wasn't any expectation of what it would be, what they would have. Um, but then these games came out, um, and it was sort of okay. And then Pong came out, and everyone was really into it. And then when the Atari came out, like the Atari was like, I can't, I can't stress just how big the Atari, like how important the Atari was. It was like 
the actual first good video game console. Um, although I'm, be, I'm becoming like weirdly protective of the Odyssey now. I'm like, I've spent so long looking at it. I'm like, <laughs> this was beautiful and it was so important. And I, but the Atari was really important. Um, and basically it made loads of really, like really, you know, people were really into it. This was like great fun. Uh, and then basically what happened is everyone sort of jumped on board, you know, in classic like uh, venture capitalist sort of way. Everyone just jumped on board and went, we can make money out of this. Um, so the really interesting fact I found um, was that Activision was the first like independent video games company that made games not like didn't make the console because before that the console people who made it um, so the people at Atari basically made all the games for it and then they got really fed up because they didn't get credited for any of their games so they made Activision and they started making all these games and then basically um, loads of companies there were I think between six months there were two companies that made video games and then there were 30 after six months like it really just like absolute glut of the market and basically, it just crashed because there was this big expectation for them to be good, and they were just like co- lowest common denominator thrown together, absolute rubbish. Um, my favorite fact about this whole thing is that the big, like, famous game, like, credited to be the worst game ever made, was uh, was the ET game. So it was the game of ET, <laughs> and apparently, it, I've heard about. This yeah, it was so they have like they had to bury loads of the games because they were worth less than nothing. Because it was so bad, and basically, yeah, the whole industry crashed. Um, and then it don't you, don't you literally just walk around as ET and like look for something? I can't remember. It just looks really yeah. Basic. It's super basic. It, basically, it was like massively. Oh, ET was popular. This game's going to be popular, but um, people actually wanted to play something. It had kind of become an expectation. Because I mean, this was um, sort of ten years into uh, well, yeah, ten years into video game history. So. The Atari had been out for six years. Um, and then basically it was saved by Nintendo in 1983. Um, so this is where the expectation bit came in. Um, so they basically marketed it as a, uh, as a toy. Um, and Mario became like the mascot and the spearhead of the industry, which it didn't have before. So like there was no expect, you know, you know, expect or like there was no golden standard, I guess, of like video games before this. And then Mario came out and was like the, the mascot and the spearheaded the whole industry. So um, this does link back to what Justin was saying, sort of. So I, I like to think that all this was relevant. Um, <laughs> he didn't have to stick a piece of paper. They didn't Mario have to stick a piece of paper. Have his little red jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so by that point, everyone was like, yeah. Um, whereas in the, the, the Odyssey period, it was like black and white was sort of it was what they expected and then but if you know the guy down the street had some color bring it on <laughs> so then we've got um within the square of images i can see the odyssey 2 did that follow the odyssey uh, that lot we're later, talking about? So the odyssey 2 came out quite that's like um after the atari during sort of the nintendo that's the 80s basically when they sort of refined what a video games console was and it had the controls and everything so the odyssey 2 is very much like uh, it wasn't designed okay. by there, so this is very much the Odyssey one was like, it is the prototype almost of video games. I feel like I'm becoming weirdly yep. protective over the Magnavox now as well. I know, it's like, don't talk bad about my baby. Yeah, Pong was not first. Down with Pong. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the, 
the child the family had first and they really want them to succeed and forge new markets for the family business. Yeah, well, Big Brother Mario you know, comes the, out. The neighbours <laughs> the neighbors and the cousins are literally taking over the world. And the mother's like, no, no, You're no. just the special. Our, our Maggie's going to be fine. <laughs> but unfortunately, well, I, I think the, the tell of that is that we've all heard of Atari and we've all heard of Nintendo, but has anyone heard of Magnavox? Mm. Yeah, we've all no. heard of Korea. Yeah. Statement three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching like a um, a video of like the history of video games to sort of see if it had any extra information about it. And it's like that's so much more research than I've ever the, done. The Odyssey takes up Vi- like thirty videos. seconds at the beginning, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, brown box Odyssey." Da, da, da. And then the Atari, and then there's like twenty minutes on the Atari. So it's very much like Ooh. the forgotten. <laughs> I've managed to somehow in half an hour nurture a <laughs> hatred for Atari and a deep nurturing love for the Magnavox Odyssey and John um, which I, I genuinely if I've taken nothing else out of today that I'm pleased with I'm going to smash a load of Playstations and Xboxes <laughs> also love like John doesn't really have strong reactions to most things <laughs> I don't really associate with you being a big gamer and all of a sudden, no, I'm not really. You no. didn't. Wait, you didn't have to live with him during lockdown, where he hundred percented two Assassin's Creed games on my on, yeah, on my PlayStation. Just, oh, I didn't. They just sat through. I didn't FIFA. know there was a there was a console. Yeah, I've got a PS4 right, okay. here. So um, John right, just right. And, I, and I play too much of Jack's PS4, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cheers, Jack. Okay. John has, <laughs> has dabbled. dabbled. I've seen firsthand the uh, extent. Um, also, all he's done in the last two weeks is play Minecraft. So, you know, there is uh, caution, uh, ca- not caution. I was going to say caution for concern there. But there might be, but that's not relevant to his love of video games right now. Look, we're, all, we're always worried about John, but I don't think Minecraft is the thing that, that... Yes, we all talk about you. Yeah, me and Justin just get on calls. Like, I, I don't think... Uh, we're like, has he been all right this week? Yeah. I just start messaging once Jack's ready to go to sleep. We like take yeah, it in yeah, shifts. Yeah. <laughs> just to make sure that you're okay, John. That's not concerning. Yeah, no, cool. How, much, how many games have he played today? He's been on his. I don't know what to get you for day. your birthday. I'm, I'm just, che- <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just, just cool. checking. I wonder what they go for on I eBay. Was gonna say, I yeah. bet they do. With it. Oh, John, let's do a highest or lowest. I think $189. I don't think you. Can, I don't think you can buy them anymore because the. Um... I'm gonna say one and a half thousand pounds i don't think but but what the like a lot of the information i got was from the smithsonian website and i think they like they're like a they're not like a thirty thousand pounds okay so you can get a magnavox odyssey shelf display fridge magnet for a tenner um oh that seems like a lot (laughs) you can get you're into it you're into it you can still get some of the games although i think these are all for the this or the Magnavox Odyssey 2. So you can still get the, the Odyssey 2 for 40 quid. Right. 40 quid? Yeah. Um, and you can get a Lord of the Rings game for it. So, you know, it's not well, bad. That seems like that shouldn't line up. When did the Odyssey 2 come out? Well, no, because it would have been the book, I guess. Yeah. Well, because I, I used to have a Lord of the Rings cartoon version film when I was a kid. Mm. Oh, that's and terrifying. It seemed one. like this was a thing that nobody really. And it was horrifying. Um, nobody really knew about it. and all of a sudden the, the big movies came out and everyone started talking about the book again. So mm. that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah 83 was when the two came out. I had a Hobbit game on Game Boy and it was um, better than the films ever were. 
and it came out. If, if that's the one that I think more, is more accurate it's, to the story, it's great, but really hard. This is the one where there's a very vivid moment that I remember where you have to blow up a well with fireworks. If you remember that, it could not. It could well not be the same <laughs> game then. Um, and there's a really annoying bit where you had to like, because in the in the in the book there's yeah. the bit where they float down the barrels in the um, down the river, and there's a bit that you had to like throw rocks to trigger something so your barrels would fall and I couldn't work it out and didn't play it for weeks because I couldn't work out that one point in the game. <laughs> We're just really un- uncovering your... That's this is like why he's got so much emotion about it. He's just ha- haunting back to this throwing rocks moment. Just want it. Yeah, and he's like, all I want to do is play table tennis on a Magnavox Odyssey. Just want to know my pain here. Also, I used to love I used to love the Harry Potter 4 game on the Game Boy. I just want the simple life again. Where there was like a weird dance dance revolution level oh. for the Yule Ball where you have to like line up the moves. See, I reckon in like in like fifty great. years from now, someone will be doing a podcast. They'll be like, "God, you remember the Game Boy? How basic! You could, you couldn't even. It's not even three D." And people will be like, "You know, I'm pretty yeah, sure we're at that point now." <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's or like you know, like the PlayStation. They're like, if you, spoke, you can't if even you spoke like someone. Actually, we do have VR. God, I'm out of touch. If you spoke to someone a few years younger than us, who like miss the Game Boy entirely. Yeah. They would think that it's crazy. Just sad. That is sad. And then you talked about the Magnavox. They'd fall in love with it. <laughs> right. That was a nice I think it was a nice little yeah, um, tangent. Yeah, it went on. It was it. a nice little look deep into John's psyche and his childhood traumas of the Hobbit game on <laughs> It really annoyed me. Oh god like I can't even express <laughs> There was no like, there was no, there was no YouTube to tell me how to do it. <laughs> so I was like, God damn it! You're actually upset still, aren't you? Right. And figure it. You have siblings. Surely you could have gone like, Oh, come on, someone help me. Or was it a personal? Struggle? Yeah, his brother had already finished the whole thing. No, because that would be that would be admitting defeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. I had to do it myself. Right. Great game, though. Let's get into some geopolitics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's move away from uh, from video games and let's talk about geopolitics. Um, is this where the World War II part comes in? This is, well, this the World War II... No, this is the second... <laughs> World War II came in twice because it was... He escaped the Nazis to go... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Which is yeah, actually, yeah. now Now I think about it, quite a story. He, he was, yeah, a Jewish man who escaped... I say he was a Jewish man who escaped the Nazis. He was 11 when he left Germany, but... Still, he he you know he escaped the Nazis, that then created video games, which is quite a. Uh... He was a boy who escaped the Nazis, and that explains why he had enough time to study engineering and then have a. Yeah, he did a fulfilling of... career. Yeah, he really did actually. He like it wasn't one of these people that was like did loads of cool stuff and then was forgotten. He has gone sort of. He was celebrated which i was really happy about because i was really afraid that the people were just going to forget him and like roll over him and make those video games but he has been like very much credited as like and he lived to like 2014 so he very okay. much saw everything kind of come out from what he what he did so it was um i was quite pleased about that again because i've become deeply invested in this man and what he's created um, i don't want to put too much of a downer on things but do you think the um production of this device would have made it to like the one paragraph summary of his life or was there something bigger or a few things bigger no this was about it. this like if something was going to go on the tombstone this would have been it 
Yeah, this was it. I mean, he... Inventor of the Magnavox Odyssey. Yeah, father of video games, I think, went on his Father of video... Right, okay, yep. Yeah, he there's a picture of him. He shook. He got a medal and like shook hands with the president at some point. I think it was Bush too. So you know, it wasn't. It could have got worse if he had lived a little longer. Yeah, he um, he uh, he very much. It wasn't like Tesla, yo Tesla, and all these other people who like died penniless after making loads of stuff. He he very much was celebrated, which I was very pleased about. Um, But yeah, geopolitics. So yes, statement three. Statement three. Um, it's, should I say it again? Because I feel like we've gone on a very long tangent uh, since then, and we could have... Um... So, yep. yeah, basically yeah, sure. the idea was that after the war, um, Korea went, right, we don't want any, you know, after it had just been created. So South Korea went, right, we're South Korea. We don't want anything coming over and messing with our government or, like, making our people rebel. So we're not going to have any, uh, you know outside ideas coming into our country we're going to ban them um and then they took the lift they banned no they released it in uh, they stopped banning it in 2004 Um, so for quite a long time they went no we're not going to have any influences so they were still allies with the usa and they still had like diplomatic relations but it was very much a case of we're not going to let your culture come in and sort of change what we are uh, and then they sort of messed all that up and then lots of culture came into south korea in the sort of last one uh, and do you have any mash references or any mash math what was mash the tv show uh, i don't actually know okay unfortunately mash the tv show that lasted longer than the uh, korean war itself there we go john had one there we go um Thanks, John. This is weirdly the second time that MASH has come up in like a week for me, having like never really come up before. It came up again. Um, So I was thrown by the... So they they banned culture coming in 1949? Uh, Yes. So South Korea was created in 1947, and in 1949 they released the National Security Act. But wouldn't there have been like cultural influence after the... Korean War when in America, we, the UN. There like, was, but no. not a f- like if this was like an official banning. Like they still did because they had diplomatic ties. So there still was like it yeah. went through. It wasn't quite like North Korea being like shut off as it is. It was very much like stuff seeped in. Um, but you can't really. Put yeah, think like Russia in the like sort of the late era where like American culture did slip in a bit, but it wasn't like condoned. It was very much like yeah. banned. Levi G- yeah. Levi jeans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so they never they never saw the okay. Magnavox Odyssey. Um, and do you think it was, there was a great longing from the people to get their hands on it? Um, I like to hope so. I like to think that everyone was longing to get hold of this, but no. <laughs> it was like, I think it was kind of a case of they just didn't really know about it. I mean, in the end, nah. the Odyssey was shipped out to 12 countries, uh, include, interestingly, including the Soviet Union. So the Soviet Union was clearly... Wow. Like in like, except they accepted having it. Um, well, I mean, if people are playing rudimentary video games, they're not questioning the oppressor that rules mm. over them. So probably not I, the worst thing to let in. I think as well, it was very much the case of South Korea had just been created um, when they brought this law in. So they were very very scared of like um, other so like you know ex- like other cultures coming in and changing it. Whereas the Soviet Union, I think, were quite. Um, you know, they. You know, actually, this is this is more John's area of expertise. But um, you know, it, it it was like South Korea was more afraid of destabilization rather than the whole like 
you know, communist against capitalist fright of the Soviet Union. Um, yeah. But um, and they probably had some insight into the sort, sort of, of things the CIA were doing at the time. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Um, I have another so, quote as well somewhere. Um, so I read to you the first quote about the to secure uh, for the security of the new state and any and all threats and subsidence and freedom of nationals. Um, and I have another one somewhere, um, or maybe I don't. Wait, let me find it. Ask. It's kind of it's kind of uh, ironic that now South Korea is like the biggest <laughs> video game, or like at the best. Yeah, of video Yeah, I know games. it is a bit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but but they. Uh... I think it was very much like a case of in the last sort of 20 years, they've really gone for it. Um, yeah. What is yeah, it? Starcraft? Yeah. Like they've really, it's, I think when it, when the censorship acts ended, uh, they basically got a new party in. So it was the, um, the URI party, U-R-I. And they basically, they basically got rid of all of these things and then really let like other cultures into South Korea. Um, and just like, you know, really, like, it, it went nuts. <laughs> and they just had loads, like, they got loads of stuff. It was kind of like, you know, opening the curtain and just, like, it flooded in kind of thing. One of the... I, uh, this is a really weird, um, now tangent, but I remember watching the opening ceremony for the South Korean Winter Olympics. And obviously they were, like, showing off the best things about the nation. And it was all so much, like, amazing technology. It was genuinely fantastic. They had like drones flying down ski yeah, routes. All, yeah, it's amazing what happens when the United States props you up with loads of money and then you just can do stuff. That might have been a bit cynical. Um, <laughs> so, well, <laughs> not too cynical for this podcast, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, talk about commentary again. <laughs> I am going to lock in statement three in a big. Oh, I'm locking in statement two. <laughs> statement in a big move. Two, John. Statement, statement three I'm locking in. John, you don't have to rush now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, but it was really annoying me that I <laughs> I really wanted to go first because I thought you were going to go for two as well. So I was like, I'll have to go Oh, quick. so you, you want... Really okay, we, we don't oh, that's need to good. You, you, don't need to, you didn't need to lock in because you'd want him for different ones. Well, that's good. That means I have in some way fooled at least one of you. Um, yeah. Oh, I think I'm happy to say oh, I'm fooled in any case because I don't... No. It'd be interesting. Um, could, uh, could you explain? I'd be interested to hear your rationale behind this. What I'm looking at is you've started researching a game. You've got two statements that kind of write themselves based on what you would have quickly learned about the game. And then sort of similar to last week, you've, that didn't happen just in my imagination after I went to sleep on Thursday night, you've created an incredibly <laughs> thorough and intricate web of important and useful information that props up a statement and I really didn't want to have to pick between one and two because they both are, they're kind of ridiculous enough to be statements but there's nothing in either of them like I, they may very well have chucked in some cards and I can see how someone said should should we spend an extra $280 per unit making a colour and the boss says no and they're like put some colour over the top of the TV. Whereas I'm just going, just purely based on podcast experience, I'm going with three, but I don't actually think it's necessarily a lie. Does that explain to you my that rationale? That is entirely true as well, what happened. that is exa- You are correct in every facet of that statement. 
And that is exactly what I did. What? He did, but interestingly, so I made so I made right. all of that up. The National oh, Security Act of 1949 <laughs> doesn't exist. That's that quote I read was made up. Everything was made up. But interestingly, um, they although they did have video games, they didn't ever have Nintendo because they were the Japanese imports were banned until 2000 and something. Um, oh. So Japanese imports were banned. So, because, but that was more to do with yeah, imperialism okay. and fear of Japan for after the Second World War. Um, but all, all the stuff that, every, everything else, everything I read to you yeah. was completely made up. Apart from the Max Thunder thing, that was true. I was pretty, that was, but that wasn't related, so I think that's okay. Was that, was that quote? Yeah, I made that quote, I wrote that quote. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. what, but you went with, jo- you went, you were very, ki- ki- very quick to go with two there, John. You were very like, it's two. Yeah. I just thought it was completely unnecessary. What, what? Why did you I want... thought that they would either have colour because you've got colour TVs then and I'm wondering how much you would actually have to like invest in it to get colour into the console or I was just thinking that the games probably didn't rely, didn't need the colour I mean that's true, they probably didn't So I, was th- I, I, I thought it was probably a little bit unnecessary and then I thought that if one was true, which I thought it was then it's quite, then the logic would be you just say that they offer something else and then but then obviously I was wrong. Well, so, so it's interesting. <laughs> All this logic well, is irrelevant I, again. What Justin was saying about like t- the two first ones just write themselves and the third one is like very elaborate. I did think that and I was trying to get, but that's about all the information that is available on, on the Odyssey. That's why I thought three yeah. was true. <laughs> um, yeah, but so there's been more instances yeah. where John and I have had one elaborate one, which was true. And we've tried to like slide in a boring one. Not a boring mm. one. We've tried to slide in a convenient one. So I wasn't confident in in that, and I don't think I I, I just wanted to. Get, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go with this strategy, yeah. and I'm just going to accept if I'm wrong. And I thought John would take a good another twenty minutes of questions. Yeah, you didn't even wait for me to sort of like you. You didn't even wait for there to be any right. We're going to decide. You're like three now doing this because I, I I thought three sort of after we poked around in in statement one, I was like, I'm going to say three. But I just didn't want to give John the rest of the show. This is what this is what to have free run. What's really annoying is that when it's just being adjusted, Justin takes like like ten minutes to think about it. And then... No, I don't. What are you talking about? Have you have you listened to any of our yeah, episodes? Yeah, because I'm sure I'm you sure ask you, anyone yeah, who's listened to release episode how long I take. You go, oh, no, oh, no. But this, you just go, oh, it's the one. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say now, John, because he can just he could just cut all this out. So it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he has does. the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just cuts to Justin just speaking with no one else going, and then I won. <laughs> yeah, oh, the power of editing. I hate, I hate Justin. Yeah. Um, I'm, try- I'm trying to think yeah. if there's any last-minute so facts about this that uh-huh. I haven't managed to sort I mean, of get in. It was mostly the ET one. That was the, the big one that I was like, this was excellent. Anything on statement three? More about statement three. Um, well, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I actually, I was very prepared because I, I even have yeah. like, I, I genuinely did quite a lot of research into the censorship in South Korea and stuff to, to create this lie. Um, so I... So did they try to keep out American influence? No, not at all. In no way. Because yeah, no, that was my other... When, when you first said the statement, I was like, that is in conflict with... Yeah, the things that I have been taught yeah, about. Yeah, South Korea. No, but they they did have they did have a um, they did have like a big security act, but it was in 1948, and it was to yeah it was to do with like similar um, 
similar things but i mean yeah nothing to do with america nothing to do with video games or like culture it was always it was all to do with yeah. like um insertions and you know insurrections and stuff so they were afraid like that was sort of you know reasonably true they were afraid of sort of destabilization but yeah it was nothing to do with america they didn't really that was all completely also and annoying america was probably not in their oh yeah no no they, they they took it all on board um they were happy to uh to uh to accept all of that and like john rightly said you know they are kind of video games is like such a big part of it now so there. Well, I think I think you lied very well, Joe. Thank you. I like to. Uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm glad. I'm glad I fooled. But... I'm glad I did some sort of fooling. Um, I just, you know, I don't have the pedigree of you two <laughs> of having done this for so many weeks that uh, I know what I'm doing. Sometimes when I'm doing it, I honestly forget that the story I've invented is a lie. Like, oh yeah, It almost yeah. feels real just for the length of the podcast when I'm talking about it. Yeah. And John asks a question, and I just sort of go into it but i do make them pretty well founded in fantasy like you've anchored this in things that actually happened in the real mm. world so you uh there was definitely a justification for your effort that you went into there sometimes like james the one i just released today my live with james the sixth i was like oh, i actually forgot that that didn't happen same for the one that is coming out with my with my uh, object afterwards the uh, alligator one i just complain i was just going for it well, I um, yeah. Well, you know, if you're happy to have me back, I'll uh, I'll get better at lying. I just won't. I just won't. I won't tell yeah, the can truth. You just, please just fool. Please just fool Justin, and then I've got and then I've got a fifty-fifty. <laughs> please. Well, I don't know what more we could do for I you, John. Points. Uh, it's six three. I've let you. Oh, shut up. Invite shut up. on somebody who you know well enough to um, bribe. Yeah, John, where's yeah. my bribe? Come Literally, on. Literally, you, you could have sorted out an arrangement there. I'll just ask um, them to tell me which is the lie. <laughs> genuinely, yeah. I'm really cheap. My mum once got me much. to do a whole summer of work and she paid me two pasties and a bag of donuts. So, honestly, I am uh, cheap. Don't worry, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get them next time. How were, the, how were the donuts? The donuts were good, actually, but the pasties were much better. Okay, were they from Cornwall or just... Yeah, uh, yeah. They were, well, no, they... Yeah, sorry, okay. I, actually, I should have... I acted more outraged then. Um, I should have gone, what do you mean from Cornwall? They're from Devon. And then been really like... Oh, is that... It's like a whole thing. Is that thing. a thing? It's like a whole thing, yeah. It's like a big... It's like, you know, the. Oh. Have you, were you privy to the, um, like, the, the like, whether you put cream or jam on first on scones? Um, cream first. Yeah, the only answer is, I mean, obviously, no cow juice product should get put on anything that already has butter in it anyway. But... Anyone who's putting jam on first is is not okay. They need help. Um, I'm genuinely googling which way round it is because I can't remember because I don't. Oh, I don't. So put, it's uh, not like a people's debate. There's an official thing. Yeah. Uh, so the Devonshire method is to cover each half with cream and then to jam on top. So the sensible way, and then the Cornish way, you do it the other way around. You put the jam on, then you put the cream on. Oh. Which is outrageous, and it's. I'm so into this debate that I didn't have to Google this to find out which way it was around. I learned this um, week that Cornwall is actually one of the protected uh, nations things. I don't know what, what you call them over there, but because of their distinct language, so it's one of the. Uh, they're protected people. Yes, they're weird people. <laughs> I hope no one from Cornwall's listening to this. Actually, I do. I I will say that as someone from Devon that. I was, I was like, I'm going to recover this for the people of Cornwall because we've probably upset them a little bit at this point. 
um, by getting <laughs> I... a pasty from Devon and saying that their their jam method's wrong, and you've just gone, no, nah, you're all weird. <laughs> I genuinely, the most offended I've ever been is when someone said you sound like you're from Cornwall. I went, excuse well, me, I'm from Devon. You absolutely do not. I was offended when someone said that we sound the same, Jack. Wasn't that your girlfriend, John? No, it was Dom's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've started keeping little snippet quotes from John to read out on um, publicising materials. And I think, wasn't that your girlfriend, John? (laughs) Probably could be one of the quotes out of context that would do I'm also fairly sure that she has said that about us. In fact, she has. She has said that. I was about to say, well, they're probably oh, due to someone from America. But then I was like, I don't think I need to upset yeah, John's well, girlfriend. We'll just end up in a big circle of people who've yeah, upset exactly. people. Cor- the whole of Cornwall. It's all right. I, I managed to upset the whole of Coventry last week that didn't happen. So I thought I'd rectify that and insult a whole other area of people. I just went bigger this time. I went you, just... you almost got away with it. You almost got away with it then, Jack. And now everyone from Coventry is going to know. Oh, <laughs> Well, just for anyone who was wondering, Jack said that there is nothing remotely interesting about the entire place other than some things in a church. Um, yeah. That's it. There's actually two, two small nails, the only remotely interesting thing in your entire city. That was the only thing that he really that said. Was that was the... He said he'd rather gouge uh, his eyes out than look upon it again. I mean, I'm going to... That didn't happen, but I stand by that statement. <laughs> Oh no! It's not wrong. I mean, I did say it, but it's not wrong. Good cathedral. Anyone in the area? area, uh, Leamington Spa is is worth a worth a getting off the train for. 